We're headed down to talk to Mr. Steve Hacht, who's standing by. He's an American in Guatemala, and um, lots going on down there that they're not telling us about. So we welcome Steve now to the live line. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Very nice to be with you. Hey, it's great to have you. So in Guatemala, huh? What's it like there? The weather is great, and the people are very nice. Yeah. Uh, the political situation is very bad and certainly not good for the United States. All right. So a lot of people don't understand that Mexico's kind of a gateway for Guatemalans and other people to get their things into the United States because it's not that hard to do, is it? Yes, it's an unlocked back door. It's extremely easy to get into uh, Mexico from Guatemala because uh, of the Obama policy. And uh, once in Mexico, uh, it's Mexican government can't stop anybody because the territory is controlled by cartels and uh, the transnational networks are plugged into them. All right. So can I ask you, why are you in Guatemala? Uh, can I summarize that? Sure. <laughs> I could take more time than we have. Yeah. Is, um, uh, I had an interest in, in um, exploring uh, other places and uh, trying to uh, set up business between the U.S. and Guatemala when I graduated from business school. And um, so I came here in 1972 and thought there was a lot of opportunity. And then I found out years later what uh, why it's an undeveloped country. But I like it very much, and uh, and I was able to uh, do some business, so I stayed. He's been there 40 years, folks, editor of the Impunity Observer. Is it cheaper to live in a country like Guatemala than it is in the U.S.? Depends where you are, I would say for the most part, yes, it is. And, uh, uh, you know, if you live in New York City, well, the big difference. But if you live in a small town in Mississippi, well, uh, it's going to be uh, less expensive than, than New York, but probably more than Guatemala. All right. So, I mean, it is a lot of people say, let's flee to Mexico where we can live large, but it just depends on what you're used to back home. Because, I mean, cost, true. yeah, cost of living is is what it is everywhere, depending on wh- what you have to make money. So, all right. right, I wanna I wanna pick your brain a little bit. It's pretty lawless in Guatemala, isn't it? For the most part, yes. Uh, for an average person living in Guatemala City, it doesn't really seem that way. Uh, if you're living in in nice neighborhoods, uh, for the poor people who live in the rural areas, it's disastrous. Why do you say that? I mean, they just there's nobody to protect them. That's exactly correct. There's hardly any state presence. Uh, Guatemala had a 36 year armed conflict uh, with guerrillas uh, trained and financed by Fidel Castro. They signed uh, peace accords in 1996, and since then the government has pretty much abandoned those areas. Now during that conflict. The uh, indigenous people, the poor indigenous people, asked for help from <clears throat> the army, and the army gave them that help, organized them, gave them a couple of hundred thousand rifles. There's about uh, almost a million people in these uh, civilian defense forces, and they are the, they're the ones who defeated the uh, Castro-trained uh, and supported guerrillas with help from the army. Okay. And the guerrillas never controlled territory, but when the after peace accords, when the government pretty much abandoned these areas, uh, made the army a lot smaller, uh, then came Barack Obama, and his policy was to implement the allies of the descendants of those guerrillas on the government, controlling criminal prosecution and certain ministries, 
And <clears throat> those people in government protected the <clears throat> the successors to the guerrillas who then spread throughout the country and have opposed a development projects, shut down hydroelectric plants, shut down mines, and killed employment, raised violence, and they control uh, the rural areas. So you can imagine that the transnational networks have absolutely no trouble passing right through. Uh, so the border is extremely porous, and that's why Guatemala is an unlocked back door to the United States. We need to do something, though. Can it be fixed? It could be fixed very easily. How? Well, it would take uh, the Trump administration to understand what's happening, pay attention to it, which, you know, it's not simply a case of their ignoring it. It's also uh, the Obama people are very good at this. They, they are, are still control the State Department. Uh, apparently, uh, Trump is busy and Tillerson is busy with Korea, North Korea, and Iran. And now Venezuela has made them where they can't ignore it. And so <clears throat> uh, the State Department, uh, apparently Tillerson gives authority to Tom Shannon, who's an Obama holdover, and he's the undersecretary for political affairs. And they like the Obama policy in Guatemala. They continue it. So if Trump wants to change it, he needs to get those people, change those people, and, and come to the president of Guatemala and say, Mr. President, you need to enforce your laws, especially in your rural areas. And, and you have uh, uh, elites of forces that we've given money for and we've helped train. So apply your law. And the policy will change quickly. It's easier said than done, though, because he's getting blocked by even trying to get his own people. He can't get his team together because they're blocking him. That part is true. I mean, he's got the resistance he has in the United States is is, is very much helping the resistance that, he, that that's here. In other words, what what's trying to take over Guatemala and creating uh, uh, these conditions I'm talking about is really aligned with the groups in the United States who are trying to make it impossible for Trump to govern. Yeah, and they're they're doing so successfully. So Guatemala, I mean, what's what's the drug trade down there? Is it heroin or what is it? Uh, whatever, heroin is the big thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I suppose cocaine, but um, you know, with the opioid crisis in the United States, you know, about ninety four percent, according to the State Department, about ninety four percent of heroin in the United States comes from Mexico. Well, that's what they say, but it really comes through Mexico. Because Mexico has a very aggressive Mexican Air Force, aggressive air eradication program for poppies. You know, you can't hide poppy fields from satellites yeah. and, and, and surveillance. And so in 2015, they eliminated about 90% of Mexican poppies. Well, Guatemala has increased its poppy uh, growing because of the Obama policy. And uh, with the unlocked back door, Colombia is... Probably, I think it's number seven in world production of of heroin of poppy, which of course they turn into heroin, and it comes right through Guatemala. Yeah, never never overlook an opportunity, right? Jeez. Right. All right. So, I mean, that's all coming into the United States. It's a huge problem, and um, this this porous border, not just between Guatemala and Mexico, but between Mexico and the United States. People keep talking about how we have to have open borders because it's not nice to say no to somebody who wants to come here, but. They're not even factoring this part of it in, and I think that's ignorance at its best. Yeah, I agree with that. Makes me very upset. Okay, so if we get the right people in place and we change the laws, it, it I mean, we could get this turned around, but then they're still going to find ways to get in. That's true, but...
you would significantly reduce illegal immigration and illegal drugs into the United States coming from uh, South America and other places in Central America because the population who is dominated by these uh, uh, very cruel and arbitrary groups, the descendants of the guerrillas, uh, those people would be would be overjoyed to be liberated, and they would become uh, a, a, a force for collaboration with the authorities, and that's what would reduce the movement of illegals, uh, illegal people, illegal mig- migrants, and drugs through Guatemala. Now, at the same time, business would increase, and and there would be more opportunity and less violence and more reason to stay and less reason to flee. And you combine all of that, uh, the only long-term solution to this problem is to create development down here. We've known that for years, but we haven't known how to do it. And Obama, of course, did exactly the opposite, and Trump now has the opportunity to promote real development in Latin America. Well, and let's hope he does that, because, I mean, it's just about anything can be done there, because nothing is being done there. Well, what's being done is worse than nothing. Right. It, the high, the murder rate there. I mean, people people are falling into line with the militias because the police can't help them. I mean, you don't have a choice. That is exactly correct. These people flee for their lives, and they don't want their children to be uh, uh, con- uh, conscripted into these gangs. Yeah, and you, ha- I do have empathy for them, but we still have to be more careful with our border. Of course. Yeah. So, I mean, and remember, folks, not everybody who's coming to this country is a victim. A lot of them are coming here to victimize. And I, I think that gets lost in translation. But um, how do you, when a country is so run amok, you know, we can, we can change it around by not letting them get into America. But how do we help them get these militias under control? By uh, telling the, recognizing the Obama policy for what it is and reversing it. And, and working with the president of Guatemala, supporting him to change his policy. And he would, I believe, change his policy because the United States, under Obama, used its power to keep him from doing that. It's exactly the opposite to Orwellian, what they say, what they, what they claim is exactly the opposite of what they really do. So, you know, the United States has a huge amount of responsibility in this thing, and the United States now needs to turn that around. Mm-hmm. So what's the president's name down there? I can't think uh, Jimmy that. Morales. Morales. And what's he doing about all of this? Nothing? Not much. Well, he, he, he expelled, finally, he expelled the commissioner of the United Nations Created Commission. It's called the International Commission Against Impunity in Guatemala, and its stated mission is to identify and dismantle, help identify and dismantle uh, uh, clandestine state security apparatuses. And instead, it pursues corruption, which is not its mandate, and it completely protects these illegal armed groups who are descendants of the guerrillas, which means they're turning their man- its mandate on its head. So they're basically changing the Constitution down there to allow them to continue to victimize people. They're, they're doing that. The, uh, right now, Guatemala has a budding dictatorship of the uh, judiciary. That's a judicial dictatorship where the court issues illegal rulings and protects all of its uh, political allies, and they're not subject to the law. And, and so they're usurping congressional approval. Uh, 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 Congressional authority, 
uh, executive authority. And so you have the same thing that you have in Venezuela, where the Trump administration says to Venezuela, Nicolas Maduro is is <clears throat> stealing power from the people's elected representatives, meaning the legislature elected by the people, and Maduro simply closed it because it opposed him. So here you got the same thing. The people elected Jimmy Morales, and they elected the Congress, and and so the courts, who were basically put in place by these uh, uh, organized illegal armed groups and their allies and the Obama administration, without the Obama administration, you would not have this dictatorship, this judicial dictatorship wouldn't exist. So you have a, a, a very similar situation in Guatemala to what Trump is fighting in Venezuela. So these people know that when Trump pays attention to Guatemala, he will immediately change, and Jimmy Morales will change. So what they're trying to do is get rid of Jimmy Morales. So this U.N. commission uh, uh, presented uh, criminal charges against uh, Morales, which goes to the Congress, and if they strip his immunity, he ends up on trial, and he's effectively removed from power. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the uh, when Morales expelled this guy... Uh, then some allies of, of him, the commissioner, U.N. commissioner, went to the, the, the high court, and the high court illegally reversed it. I mean, it's so blatantly illegal, there are probably five or six different reasons. Uh, one of them is that they said uh, he's not subject to the Vienna Conventions. And if you read the contract between Guatemala and the United Nations that created this commission, it's very specific. Clause 10.1 says... Uh, he has all the immunities and privileges of the uh, uh, Vienna Convention on Diplomatic Relations. So these people can say that day is night and night is day, and their supporters in the United States are claiming that they're the ones who are actually uh, uh, promoting the rule of law. It's an absurdity. It's, it's, it's turned on its head. Steve is an American. He's lived in Guatemala for 40 years. I have 10 seconds. Tell him about the Impunity Observer and where they can learn more, Steve. Well, on www.impunityobserver.com, and I also write quite a bit in the Daily Caller. We republish those articles, but you can go to the Daily Caller and see my last article uh, published on Friday uh, about uh, the U.N. Uh, uh, <clears throat> and sovereignty in Guatemala. His name is Stephen Hecht, H-E-C-H-T. Check him out, Stephen. Thank you for your time today. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. I, it was a pleasure being with you. You too. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. All right, folks, that's what's going on down there. Something needs to be done. Needs to be done quickly. Hopefully Trump can find the time to knock this out. Let's let's pray for that because these people, they're suffering big time.